Welcome to Lean Six Leadership. That's lean, the number six, leadership.com, where I discuss ins and outs of quality engineering, program management, and project management, and how to apply it to your life. I'm a certified Six Sigma Master Black Belt and a recovering project management professional. I have been in manufacturing in one role or another for the last 20 years. In this episode, we're going to talk about process mapping. Well, this is uh, basic. This is something that you've got to do. If you're doing anything with Lean or Six Sigma or either or, this is kind of, yeah, you're, this is, this is where you're going. You're, you're, this is the kind of the first thing you're doing outside of chartering. You know, chartering I've already discussed. It's in another podcast. Go look it up. <clears throat> However, this one here, you need current state. You need to figure out the baseline of your process. That you, you, you need to draw it out. Everybody's going to look. Everybody's going to tell you, "Oh, just get started." Oh, we've got this. No, 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 no. Get get a blank piece of paper and a pencil on the clipboard and draw it out. You can also do it in Excel or Visio. Um, and Minitab's got a pretty cool uh, add-on to be able to do this kind of stuff too. Now you got to be careful. Because with process mapping, there's a lot you can do with it. Now, remember, the, the main thing about this is this part of the plan portion of Plan, Do, Check, Act. Remember, current state, and also you can figure out your future state by drawing it out. Now, I always say it's mandatory to draw it out. And I will oh, now to my dying day. I mean, that's one of the first things I do is do a, do a process map because you can see what's going on. You get a very good idea of what's going on. Whenever you put together a procedure, you do a, you do some kind of process map for it, showing where where the inputs are, the outputs are, and the different processes. Um, <clears throat> get what detail you can in it. You know, you want to baseline your current process. You don't, if you don't baseline it, you're, you're not doing anything. And a process map, when you're doing your input, you're doing your process, you, and whatever in the process, like inspection or paperwork, anything of that nature. You have to make sure you pull all that through. You have to show it up. Make sure make sure it's there. And then of course future state. Always 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 draw it out in future state as well. Because the key here is that it's visual and simple. See, everybody wants to look at, at lean and six sigma and go, oh it's super complex. No. 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 The idea is to make it easier to understand. Deming was a big proponent of keep it simple, stupid. The more complex you make something, the more you make it look like it's too hard to do and you've got to do a whole lot to it to make it work the more problems you're going to have. That means the more very, like in this, Six Sigma is about eliminating variability. 
Six Sigma is about making it simple, making it easy, making it repeatable. And the first thing you've got to do is be able to see what you're doing. So I'm always using a process map at the beginning to get my baseline of my project or, or what I'm working with so I know what I'm looking at make sure I got everything. It's easier to communicate to the people in the, on the team to ensure they know where I'm coming from and I know where they're coming from. I gotta know where they're coming from. I don't know everything that's going on in there and it's a visual representation that translates the best. And then you want to do it with the future states so everybody sees where the hell you're going. It's that simple. Now how you do it? Well, Excel or, or paper. I mean, most, most people have Excel. And if you go into insert, you can like insert all the different shapes you need. And you can create it really fast in Excel. Matter of fact, when I was uh, when I was when I first started consulting, when I first learned how to be a consultant, one of the first things I had to learn was to be able to create a, a process map in Excel while we were developing it. So I had to be able to do it in real time. So there's some real neat tricks on that. One one way to do it is you have your blank Excel page and you blank it out. You go ahead and get rid of those grid lines. And then you set up your um, your shapes that you're going to use that you know you're going to use the most of, which is usually square, circle, uh, and diamond, and arrows. And it's copy and paste at that point. So you set them up in a row, off to one side, copy and paste it, or what? Or a lot of times. I'll create a uh, legend. You know, I'll have the I'll have the appropriate shapes over on the one side, and I'll have a description for each of them. Text box makes it easy, and then I just copy and paste for each of those things. And every time I have to add one, I add to the legend, and it, it builds itself. Simple. So you do that on Excel, um, paper, pencil, clipboard. You're just hand drawing it, and maybe you do a, an, a a little legend. Maybe you don't. As long as you stay within the conventional wisdom, shouldn't be an issue on that. As far as that, what everybody understands is now Visio. That left panel, it's all there. Drag and drop, drag and drop, drag and drop, and then um, make your uh, legend if you want. Keep it like I said. Really, really keep it simple. PowerPoint, you can do it in there too. It's similar to Excel, the insert, and you can do drag and drops and whatnot. But remember, the thing is with PowerPoint, keep them very small. Excel, you can get kind of crazy with it and go really deep into it. Same with Visio. But you got to be careful when you're doing it. Um, you know, if, if it's going to be something you're presenting, Keep it small, keep it, uh, keep, but keep it simple where you can. If you gotta make this like long, drawn out kind of thing, 
make sure you have the printing capacity and make sure you have um, a way of dealing with it. And then, um, but if you're going to do it in uh, PowerPoint, keep it small. Keep it very small because uh, at, at that point it's about what level you're working with. And what I mean by level is you've got four different levels. They go from every last little detail within a single process, like person picks it up, turns 45 degrees, uh, flips themselves over while keeping the product straight, uh, dumps a bucket of water on a dog next to them, and then puts it down onto a plate. I mean, you know, that's like super detailed. Or then you go level one, which is came in on truck, went into building, came out of building. <laughs> okay, done. Uh, there, there are reasons for this differentiation of level because then you can like, um, like if you're going to do a level four, you break it down. You, you break it down into individual, ch you chunk it down. Uh, and what I mean by that is like you'll have a level one, which is uh, it came in the door, went in the building and it went out the building. It's really that simple. There's not nothing much to it. You know, you have a picture of a truck bringing your thing into the dock, and then you have the building, and you make it, and you have it in the building, and then you have it getting on another truck leaving the building. That that's your level one. That is so high a level. Um, you know, you get down to level four. You're showing uh, where the truck pulls into specifically, which person is getting it by name. Um, and how they're feeling that day, what their temperature is. I mean, all that detail, 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 detail. The higher the number, the more detail. Level four is like super detailed. Um, and but you can have it in small pieces. Like you get this is just the receiving process. This is the inspection process. This is the this is the first uh, first item process. This is the second item process. This is the third second third item process. We, whatever, and that's where you can break it down uh, smaller chunks, and then you can present like whatever's issues in your in a in a PowerPoint um, deal. Uh, but usually, it's best to you know just just build it up, and then take whatever you need for the PowerPoint. Or whatever you're doing for your presentation to present to whoever you got to present it to. Also, you've got to make sure when you're doing your process mapping that you are you have set limits as to where you're going to do your process. <clears throat> what I mean by that is you find a start point and an end point and don't don't do anything outside of it. This is my start point and my end point. This is what's feeding it. This is what's this is where it's leaving, and and all the stuff in between, not the stuff before or after. Don't care. You're not making a process for the stuff before and after it. You're making the stuff for there. Okay. It's very very important to keep it confined. <clears throat> if you try to uh, incorporate everything in it, then you're going to have a very big process map that's just going to be too unwieldy to be useful. Now, 
when do you do a process map? Well, it's at the beginning of a project, any process at all, and whenever you're developing a procedure. What do I mean by all of this? Well, what I mean by that is, like, like I said before, your when you baseline, when you start your project, you need to understand what it is. This is how you get your hands on it. And you get out with a visual representation of it. Now, any processes not not in it? Uh, no, you you can do any process with this. Any 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 process. It's it's like the easiest thing to do. It's it's oh god, it's deathly simple. But it's the one thing people don't do. They, I swear. I swear, I sit down, with, I get with a company, and I'm like, did you process map it? No, why would I do that? Really? Really? You know, when, when you're developing a procedure, when you're putting together a procedure that's going to be written up, the first thing you do, you process map it, because you're going to write to this thing. And if you have this nice visual representation of the process it's easy to write the procedure because you're not going to forget something because it's right there and you can see it and what's even better you put that in your procedure let me say that again you put that in your procedure but that locks me in. Yeah, that's the point of a procedure. To lock you into a process that works. Let me say that again. It's to lock you into a process that works. So why wouldn't you process map it? And have it so everybody can understand the process. Well, I don't want an order. No, you want an auditor to see it. You want an auditor to have their eyes dragged to something specific. And let them see what's going on. But what if we deviate from it? Well, uh, that's what the procedure's for, to prevent that deviation. Is what happens when you deviate from a working procedure? When the procedure works, what happens when you deviate from it? We get better? Okay, if you get better, process map that, update your procedure. But it takes everybody's... Yeah, I know, that's the hard part. When everybody has to look at it and have their comment on it. And then you get those people that are like, I gotta protect my job. They're gonna cut me out if this keeps up. You see... Process mapping points out a lot of stuff. It's such a, oh my God, it's such a, such a bright spot. It tells you everything going on in a process. Don't make the mistake of confusing it with cause mapping. That is something completely different. Cause mapping or Apollo method. It's a powerful tool, but that's just five. That's just five whys with process mapping. Okay, that's 
that's all it is. It just it takes five Ys and just expands it out. So there you got that. Uh, I recommend it. Look it up. I might even talk about it. I'm actually certified in that. It's, it's good stuff. Uh, you, you want to, you really want to um, make sure you you put in when you write a procedure you have a process map for it you, you really do it just it's so much easier to follow and it, you can just open up to the one page of the process map instead of reading the whole darn thing as a refresher you can have your you can have it up as a you know powerpoint slide in your training and you just point at each portion of it and talk it talk through and like I said the write-up should match what's in there not not an easy thing to do oh boy I've done it oh boy howdy have I done it more than once so here we are with story time now I've I whenever I get a hold of um, an improvement project and one of the things I do is to make sure that I look at the procedures and then I look are, are there process maps in the procedures and that's one of the first things I put in there and that changes the game it I oh my god this one company oh we've been doing it like this for 30 years 30 years we've been doing it like this we've never had a problem and I'm here because you've got problems. And one of the first things I do is start putting process maps in the procedures because I, I, I'm using I make the process map to find out. Is this I'll actually take the I'll take the procedure that's currently in place and make a process map out because as far as I'm concerned, that's the current state. Then I'll bring then I'll form the team, bring them in. And you go, okay, this is this is what the procedure says. Where is it wrong? And we'll find all kinds of stuff wrong with it. All kinds of things that are wrong with it. And, and then start seeing stuff. Then they'll start seeing things too. Because I'll start putting times on there. How long it takes for certain things to get done. Because I will go through and time them out. And, and I did that. And it and when when we were, were done, we, when I done and they were doing the proofing on it, they were sitting there going, holy crap, so there's a problem here, there's a problem here, there's a problem here, and there's issues here, and there's issues here. Yeah, and here's the kind of defects you get here. Yeah, now, you know, I have, I've, had, I've done that to physical process as well as administrative processes. I've been, I've been involved in concrete and, I've been con concrete tile and carpet. Both ends. Done for infant, uh, Information technology infrastructure as well as manufacturing. And a little bit of medical. Not hard, people. Not hard. And these guys, they 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 had to learn the hard way. Oh, about the first three procedures with the pro with the process maps in them. Then we had an audit. And we were adherent to the procedure. And we'd had new people 
And instead of having this god-awful PowerPoint presentation, we used the procedure to train the new people. And it was more effective. Why? Because with the process map, I was able to keep them on point. You see? Because of the visual. Oh, but I know so-and-so that, that they've got to read it. The, the, the pictures don't... Do both. Do both. It's not hard to do both. The hard part is getting the approvals from ten different people from six different departments. That's the hard part. That just takes persistence. For me, that's the easy part. The reason why I say it's the hard part is there's other people that are like, it's got to get done now. Yeah, but it's on director so-and-so's desk. Oh, okay. It's on vice president of such-and-such's desk. It's been there for a month. But, 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 it, it's got to be done now. Yeah, it does. Tell vice president so-and-so to hurry up and sign it. Oh, okay. You, you see the problem. So you look for workarounds. So, you know, instead of having a... that's You got to make sure your procedures are, are, are structured properly, too. Like, if it's multiple departments, you classify it as such, and that's when the vice president of such and such has to sign off on it. When it's just a single department dealing with it, keep it at the work instruction level. Keep it at the local, you know, local uh, standard operating procedure, work instruction, whatever you want to call it, level. And make sure that the approval is the department manager. Gets done a whole lot faster because it's a work instruction. It doesn't need to go all the way to the top. Now, a procedure that goes across, across multiple departments, uh, that's a different story. Then vice president such and such has to cut, sign off on it. President so-and-so has to sign off on it. But make sure the process map is in there so they can read it. They can read the words. They're not dummies. They, and they probably used to work in that department at one time or another. So they have an understanding. The problem is, what comes down to, is they don't have time to read through the whole stinking thing. That should have already been done. The person that wrote it up and, and, and the team that put the whole procedure together or process, work instruction, says whatever. And the process mapping in there should be more than put together and validated. And in any future states, same thing. Well, that was quick. This one was one of the quicker ones. It's a, it's a simple deal. I might end up turning around and make a video out of this. So you can actually see a process map and we can go over the different elements of it. 
and I can break it up into multiple multiple videos for 10 minutes each so I'll probably go ahead and do that I've got a couple ideas for videos I'm working on them I'm fighting with um, OBS studio and a couple different formats so now that we've discussed process mapping we're going to get into some other neato stuff on the next one and but if there's stuff that I haven't covered yet or or you want me to cover let me know yeah you can find me on Twitter uh, LinkedIn Martin Hickey Facebook Martin Hickey Twitter four zero uh, MMLSS Engineer. I've had that for a very long time. Um, and I'm even on Instagram too. So you can find me on any of those or lean L E A N, the number six, leadership.com. You can find me there. And also lean six, leadership at gmail.com. So, like I said, if you want something different, something uh, that I haven't touched yet or whatnot, um, I'll, I'll do that. Or at least I'll see what I can do. Talk to you later.